In a world where combat sports changes on a dime, two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought uh, Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Peña has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think is that great. When Gon and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a while, so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Vikings jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just, like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The Marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. Hey everybody, Steven Jensen here. Um, 
Doug cannot make it to the show tonight. I got some short notice. He is dealing with a bad toothache at the moment, so he cannot make it, unfortunately. But I told him, I was like, listen, I'm going to go on. We'll have some fun. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you all in the chat, answer some questions. So we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, a lot of good stuff. Might go through some uh, action figures that I got. It'll be a shorter show uh, this week. But um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, or joining me, I should say, on the show. As always, if you have Super Chats, I'll make sure to prioritize, prioritize those um, even more so than normal tonight, because with it being just me, I'm really relying on y'all to, uh, to help me out uh, throughout the show. Uh, but once again, it'll be a shorter episode, um, but there is still a lot of big stuff to talk about this week. But... What's up to everyone in the chat? I see y'all. Uh, I see Kogan. I see, uh, is it Yobard? Y- Yobard? How do how do you pronounce your name? I always see you in here, and I don't know how to pronounce your name. Thon is the last name. Let me know how to pronounce that. I see you in here all the time. We got ECW Hardcore Seven. You're in here all the time as well. What's up, Matthew Caesar? I see you in here all the time as well. Um, so yeah, appreciate y'all uh, hanging out with me tonight. Dirty, what's up? Dirty always in the chat as well. Good to see you. Um, Michael Young in the chat. What's up, Michael? Good to see everyone here. Uh, Vincent Valentine, loyal loyal viewer. I appreciate y'all. I mean, y'all, um, it's funny because we don't have a very large audience, but uh, we definitely we definitely really appreciate and recognize, um, you know, we have so many people in here that, uh, you know, show up every week, no matter what. And we really, really appreciate that. I know Doug does as well um and yeah we want Doug to get well for sure i know if if he could do the show he would you know absolutely but um i know how that's like too if you i mean if your mouth is screwed up it's kind of hard to sit here and talk for you know two hours plus and i totally understand that so um i know things happen you know what i mean so all good no no big deal we'll have doug back next week and uh yeah i'm trying to think where i should start today because we have uh we have some good stuff. I can let y'all uh, kind of decide. Y'all, y'all want me to start with? Uh, well, I'll end on some UFC talk because I know most of y'all want want pro wrestling. So uh, we can do. Um, I mean, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. That's huge uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, we have Royal Rumble. I'm going to give away a Royal Rumble entry for Wrestle Rumble. By the way, I'll uh, I'll tell y'all more about that during the show. Um, they're giving away a thousand dollars and they're also giving away a ton of title belts. So some, uh, some wrestle rumble. Um, <clears throat> I, that doesn't help me. Yo. Cause I don't know the EO. I don't know that how that how you pronounce that. Sorry. I'm reading the chat. Um, yo, yo bard, yo bard, yo bard. Is that, is that the proper pronunciation? You're going to have to help me out better than that. Um, but I appreciate you. Um, Nick in the chat says watching hour for wrestling this time oh wishing hour for wrestling this time of year uh romeo in the chat what's up romeo hope you're doing well buddy says sub steven what's up romeo um yeah i'll start with the mark briscoe stuff and then we'll do some royal rumble predictions i'll tie that in a little bit with um these rumors about steve austin potentially wrestling roman reigns or um or john c or um roman reigns or brock lesnar those are kind of the were the big rumors, I guess. Um, Eobard. Okay, I've got it. Thank you. Um, and yeah, we'll just kind of see where things go. Once again, if you have super chats, I'll shift you know the conversation. And um, with it being just me tonight, I can deep dive on 
really whatever y'all want me to talk about. And uh, we'll probably do about an hour. So um, whatever y'all want to get in for the next hour, that's, uh, that's where we're going to go by. Mike in the chat says, my friends go YouTube. You are a good person by Living Waters. Um, is that a song? I'm sorry, Mike. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I appreciate you being in the chat. Thank you to everybody who's in here, by the way. Um, so yeah, I'll start off with the, uh, the Mark Briscoe news. Interesting, right? Because, you know, obviously there was, you know, obvious truth to keeping Jay Briscoe off of, um, in the Briscoe brothers collectively off of, uh, the Turner networks, right? I mean, that's no secret. It's very clear. Um, they had to use the gun club to basically progress the FTR storyline, uh, you know, on AEW TV heading into Ring of Honor because they couldn't, you know, use the Briscoes on Turner. Um, Warner, what is it? Warner Brothers Discovery is the is like the technical owners of all of this at this point. And even as recently as like yesterday, there was people <clears throat> out there that I really respect. Um, and I don't want to misquote anybody, but I think I saw like Brian Alvarez and uh, Dave Meltzer and um, some others that were basically saying, yeah, they, they still can't do a real Jay Briscoe, uh, real Jay Briscoe tribute. <clears throat> they, um, they can't really have Mark as a part of it is, is what it seemed. I, I think that was what I was hearing as, as recently as yesterday that they couldn't involve Mark either. And um, obviously things changed. And I hope that, the, you know, preferably this would have happened while Jay was alive. Obviously, that's the saddest part of all of this outside of his his unfortunate passing, of course, is like, you know, the powers that be kept him off of television. But, you know, it, someone must be listening now to, for them to be putting Mark on. And like, this is a straight up Jay Briscoe tribute match. And the handpicked opponent is Jay Lethal. And that makes a lot of sense. Jay Lethal was a major rival of Jay Briscoe's in Ring of Honor. And of course, Mark is the brother of Jay. So like it's it, it's perfect what they're what they're putting together for this. And you know, kudos to Mark for getting out there and doing that. You know, I don't, you know, I want him to do whatever he uh, you know, whatever he actually whatever he wants to do. And if like the way that he wants to grieve is to be out there wrestling in front of the fans and honoring his brother. I absolutely respect that. I would have also, you know, I, I would have absolutely respected a decision of him never wrestling again. Also, you know, whatever, whatever he's comfortable with, you know, at the end of the day, it's really crazy to think that the, like the Briscoe brothers are done. Like the, the Briscoe brothers will never be a thing again. I mean, they'll, it'll live in like in our minds and our hearts as wrestling fans forever. But like, it's just crazy that so suddenly there's just no more Briscoe brothers. And now it's kind of on Mark as far as like what he wants to do going forward for himself and kind of the, the name of the family and stuff. <clears throat> and by the way, I really would like to see, and I know some people are going to hear this. Some people will really not like me saying this. Some people will probably agree, but at the most part, I think most, I think everyone could really at the end of the day, understand where I'm coming from with this, but I'd be fine with them given Mark just um, like, if he's going to be a singles wrestler, you know, and he wants to wrestle now or even just like now, and then take a little bit of a break and come back. I would heavily push him like just mega push world title, you know, bring of honor world championship, you know, and people will compare it to, you know, like the Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio stuff and stuff like that. And by the way, I like that stuff. I had I didn't have a problem with that, you know, 
all these people are like, well, you, you know, Rey Mysterio should have never been the champion. He was you know, too little at the time or whatever. It wasn't credible. The, the title reign wasn't good. I'll give you that. Like he, they was, he was not booked well as the champion, but <clears throat> him winning the title, Rey Mysterio is one of the best wrestlers ever. Even a guy like Bret Hart will, will say Rey Mysterio probably in his top five. If he names his top five wrestlers, Rey Mysterio is going to be like right there. Um, so it's one of those things, right, where, like, I never had an issue with them giving the title to Ray. It's just the circumstances where it happened right after Eddie passing and, like, them making it so much of the storyline. But at the same time, like, what's wrong with that, really, at the end of the day? We're talking about scripted wrestling and stories. And what better story than, like, I mean, it's a, obviously it's a tragic story. You don't want this to happen, obviously. I feel like you need to preface everything I say just because I never want anyone to, like, take anything I say out of context. I know the people in here want, by the way. I know y'all in the chat, y'all are cool, and I see y'all every week. And I know, I know, but I just, because of some of the places that I work, I just never want somebody hearing or seeing or reading something that I'm saying and like and misrepresent what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but given the circumstances and where we're at right now, that's a hell of a feel good story at the end of the day if Mark overcomes this and he uses kind of the strength of his brother's passing to become you know a better wrestler right and just like he goes out there and he starts getting big w's over big names one after another after another and the fans are going to be massively behind him they already are and like it's only going to get more and more emotional i mean it's the, it's the most emotional is going to be tomorrow when he makes his appearance in front of everybody for the first time after jay's passing but then you can really build to him winning a world championship and um and it's a great story it's the story you would want to see in real life just because professional wrestling is scripted and, and stuff like that i that that makes it for all the more reason in my opinion to do something like that you know um reward mark it, by the way it's not like mark is some slouch either he was always right there with jay jay was the standout of the group but <clears throat> but mark absolutely held his own as a television champion in ring of honor always personality wise always really stuck out um he was just you know jay was just an exceptional pro wrestler jay jay could have been and should have been you know the the world champion of a major company like the wwe or AEW. um and i and mark once again now i think we might actually we might really see um the best the best version that we've ever seen of him coming back and i think he's going to show a lot of us that against jay briscoe or sorry against uh, jay lethal i'm sorry um in honor of, of jay briscoe so you know mark mark versus uh jay lethal is going to be uh super 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 emotional but i'm very happy that tony khan um you know pushed so hard for this because he's apparently been pushing for their involvement on AEW since day one and so have the young bucks and others backstage so um yeah it's going to be quite the uh it's going to be quite the moment tomorrow night on Dynamite when it's uh, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. And he caught up in some of the chats here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been doing a lot of talking today. My day job, um, I talked for like eight to nine hours straight. And then I just did an interview. Uh, myself and Jeremy just interviewed Mose, who y'all might know is Jumpin' Johnny Mosley uh, from Killer Be Killed, KOBK. He's a... Uh, He's a promoter for KOBK. They just had a show that recently dropped on IWTV. Use code Fight Talk on IWTV. Help me out over there. Um, 
and uh, he also is a commentator for GCW. Uh, whenever they're like in a nearby town, he's that's how GCW generally operates. Is they have kind of like their their permanent guys that are like always there, and then they have their guys who are like peripheral who are GCW regulars. But you know, depending on where in the country they are, that's when they'll come in because you know, obviously, not a lot of people are going to be driving all the way across the country or flying all the way across the country for indie shows all the time. Obviously, that makes sense. Um, anyways. Mose is a commentator for GCW, does a lot of commentary. Um, Action Wrestling was a commentator for New South as well. Um, check that interview out. That's going to be this Thursday, the spotlight on Fightful. Also, just confirmed a massive interview. It's actually with two people for the spotlight on Fightful next week. Um, hopefully nothing falls through. The interview is supposed to be a week from today, and then it's supposed to air on Thursday morning. Um, I'll give y'all... well. I'll give you all a hint. It's two people that were just announced for Creator Clash 2. If you guys have any knowledge of what Creator Clash is, the influencer boxing show, there's two people that were announced officially for that show today. They're not fighting each other. So that's another hint. It's two people that aren't fighting each other, but they're both fighting on that show. And they both said they wanted to come on the spotlight with myself and Jeremy for an interview. Um, this week I'll, I'll narrow it down even more one of them i've interviewed before on the spotlight he'll be he'll be returning uh the other one is brand new and y'all would be very 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 familiar with him much more familiar than you would be with pretty much anyone else on the show i would i would be pretty positive of um i'm gonna catch some of these chats here and uh get a get a swig of this and sponsored by zero coke but Stuff is delicious. I've been drinking a lot of the zero sodas lately. Speaking of, if anyone does want to sponsor the show, we are looking once again for a sponsor. Um, shout out to VK. He was great. Um, we're gonna take a little break with uh with his sponsorships, at least for the moment, but he was awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope at some point we do some business with him in the future. But if you guys are interested or know anyone who's interested in any kind of sponsorship with the show, we very much would appreciate that, myself and Doug. Um, we are, we are cheap advertising. We, we do deals. Uh, we will give you a very, very good deal, especially if you are a viewer of the show or, um, you know, it's a friend of a viewer or something like that. Speaking of sponsors, by the way, WrestleRumble.com, they're sponsoring the spotlight this Thursday. Shout out to Matt, my boy over there, longtime friend over there at WrestleRumble.com. Um, I'm going to give away a WrestleRumble entry today on this show. So that'll be free for somebody here who's here in the chat. I'll just pick a name out of the chat and give you a free entry to try to win yourself a thousand dollars at russrumble.com. That'll be um that'll be pretty soon. I'm gonna catch up on the chats here, like I've been saying, and then uh we'll talk some Royal Rumble and I'll give away a Russell Rumble entry to somebody. Um, so what do we got here? Um ECW Hardcore 7. Hey, remind me of your name. I know Doug calls you by name and I always forget it. I apologize. Um, he says, give me Mark and FTR as trio champions. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Just anything that pushes Mark right now, I think is give, let, you know, let him do his thing. Let the fans, let the fans get behind him and let, let him grieve. However, you know, however works for him. Um, Romeo says all the respect for Mark, even wanting to do this right now. Good job by Warner brothers discovery getting this right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's coming, you know, it's happening late this, you know, but 
better late than never when it comes to something like this. Um, once again, best case scenario, Jay would have been in front of the world on AEW television. Uh, but given where we're at, this is, I'm not going to sit here and complain. We're getting Mark Briscoe. We're getting some sort of Jay Briscoe tribute tomorrow night. So this is, this is very, very good. Dirty says, wouldn't mind seeing Mark beating MJF for the AEW title. Um, that would be a feel great moment. It really would. Um, I don't know if that's the best idea for AEW, uh, just because of how much they've invested in MJF and Mark is not a regular on their show or has ever been on their show. But once again, I am very pro pushing Mark Briscoe, however feels right. So I'm not ruling anything out. Um, ECW Hardcore says Mark for ROH World Champion and Supercard. Yeah, it'd be, that'd be perfect. I'd be totally down for something like that. Bill Romanowski says, give him the strap. Yep. Um, a lot. I, think, see, I feel like everyone's really agreeing with that. Uh, Kogan says Ray got both like crap and he was destined to be short-term champion, but it was, but he was ultra talented and did his best. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Ray Mysterio's title run was the run itself. He was booked terribly. I completely agree with that, but I'm not going to sit here and knock the concept of Ray Mysterio being the world champion of a professional wrestling company. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's real. And I'm not, I know you're not like arguing that. I'm just saying for anybody who would argue that um, that's where I'm coming from. You know, at the end of the day, it's still Ray Mysterio. Look at some of the champions we've had, right? Like Jinder Mahal, you know what I'm saying? Like people have an issue with Ray Mysterio holding the title. Get out of here. Um, let's see more people uh, uh, that, that agree about Mark. Um, Saviar Gambit. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Gambit. Uh, thank you for, uh, he said sub Steven, he or she or they, I'm not sure. Um, says sub Steven or sub Jensen, I should say. What's up? Welcome to the chat. <clears throat> Vince Valentine says, do you think tomorrow's show will be similar to the Brody tribute show? I hope so. Cause the Brody tribute show was fantastic. So if they can do anything like that, I think that'd be great. Um, my thought was, you know, that it would, this was going to be like a, uh, like a segment, like a, you know, a match, but like a, a long segment, maybe something that takes up like a, you know, 20 to, to 30 minutes of the show type of thing. Like a good chunk of the show would be about this. And they really, you know, really give some sort of real tribute to Jay. But if they want to do a full tribute show, I obviously I'm absolutely fine with that. that that'd be great. We should have got that last week, but at the same time, you know, to be fair, now I, they should have they should have shown him more on screen last week, more about him for sure, regardless. But at the same time, you know, the way that it's worked out, where Mark is comfortable wrestling this week, if they want to make this whole thing a Jade Briscoe tribute show, then I mean that, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, Kogan says they can make Mark a regular. Yeah, they could absolutely. Um. I'm just interested to see where it goes. I think it's just more likely that he would maybe climb the ranks real quick, you know, uh, over in Ring of Honor, just get some big wins, and then uh, you know, at their next big pay per view, I think it was Supercard uh, that we were just talking about. I'm really bad about the a lot of the pay per view names and the order throughout the year. Um, outside of the ones that are like always, you know, Royal Rumble at the end of January and WrestleMania like last weekend of of March, first weekend of April, or whatever, like. I'm always really bad about remembering when, when what's what. Um, <clears throat> let's 
suspect says i don't want to see him push just because of jay to be honest um i mean once again i i get i get where you're coming from i just think that you know i just disagree you know i just think that regardless because once again it isn't like mark risker is just some absolute jabroni he is great himself you know um and given once again given the circumstances the fans are going to be so behind him that you know why not especially i mean what are we talking about here really at the end of the day you know cesaro losing the title like that's not gonna hurt or cesaro uh claudio castagnoli you know i like that's not gonna hurt claudio at all to lose to the title to mark you know or if they have to have cesaro i keep calling cesaro they have to keep claudio uh you know, have him lose it to someone else beforehand, I guess, maybe, but I, I you know, I would just have, I would just have Claudio drop it to him. Um, see, right. Kogan with a good, this is kind of what I'm getting at says, uh, Mark could have been a main eventer, even if this didn't happen. And that's, that's a big part of my point. And that's why I compare it to the Rey Mysterio thing is like Ray was already, you can't tell me Rey Mysterio wasn't a main event level wrestler, like, you know, um, and Mark Briscoe, I feel the same way about, it. especially, like the current ring of honor landscape mark is the longest tenured person in that company and going to be the most over person in that company um you know what i mean it's not like there's like this giant climb in the current ring of honor roster anyway you know what i mean with like the way that ring of honor is right now not even having like a real tv show and they're they're doing the honor club thing or whatever for now you know what i mean like you know um Let's see. Eobard says it'd be cool having Briscoe's added to AW game, like an ROC DHL DLC pack. Yeah, R or ROH DLC pack. Yeah, I I would I would love something like that. They need to make uh, action figures for them as well. That would be um that's long overdue. Some legitimate Briscoe Brothers action figures made by Jazzwares, you know, uh, just have them, you know, to, to scale. They've already got the license. Um, just make them to scale with those AEW figures. And uh, yeah, I will buy, I will absolutely buy them. I, I'll probably get that uh, tribute shirt that they just put out on Pro, Pro Wrestling Tees also. Um, oh, I saw the proceeds are going to, <clears throat> are going to his family. So I'll, I'll probably get one of those soon. Um. Oh, dial up for sorry. Kogan says uh, some of these comments you're saying are from me are from Dirty. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm so used to seeing both of y'all in the chat that I just I apologize. I was just as I was. That's my mistake. Y'all are two of the most active people in the chat, so it's just you know I just I see both your names as I'm scrolling through stuff. Um, Cesar Perez asked if I watched Raw XXX. I did, uh, Raw 30. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit here in a second. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'm gonna move on. I'll, um, I'll do some Wrestle Rumble predictions, uh, or give away a Wrestle Rumble entry at the end of the show. Whoever's on here, um, I'll only be on here for about another 20 minutes or so, so it's not gonna be a long show. But whoever's here at the end, I'm gonna do something where basically I'll have y'all, um, type something in the chat at the end of the show and I'll pick a name right off the screen and give you a free entry um for uh the royal rumble pick'em contest top prize is one thousand dollars i'll actually put this up on the screen for y'all 
see here, presents, um, share screen. Hopefully y'all can still see and hear me. Um, Wrestle Rumble, share. Okay, perfect. So Wrestle Rumble is doing a lot of giveaways for the Royal Rumble. It is the 10th year that they've done these Wrestle Rumble, Royal Rumble. Uh, they all started with Royal Rumble, like the whole concept 10 years ago. And they went all out for this contest and all their giveaways. Um, Turbo Chubbs, what's up, Ryan? Ryan's in the chat. Good to see you, buddy. Um, good timing, by the way. I'm about to give away, uh, or about to talk about Wrestle Rumble, giving away some entries at the end of the show. Um, so basically, their pick-up contest for the Royal Rumble as you can see right here, $1,000 cash. Winner take all for this contest, $1,000 cash. Um, you go on WrestleRumble.com, you jump on here. You can do one entry for 10, three entries for 20, five entries for 30. I'm going to give away a free $10 entry to somebody tonight. Um, and you can, uh, yeah, try to win $1,000. There's going to be a whole bunch of questions about the show and... Uh, winners and losers and a whole bunch of stuff and you can go on there do your best guesses and win yourself a thousand dollars also they are doing three major belt giveaways kind of hard to see on the screen but you have the rumble kickoff which is a bret hart signature series belt a spoken skull championship belt and a million dollar champ championship belt um that's one dollar per entry so you just jump right once again right over here we have the different categories for the different um, for the different ones, Rumble kickoffs already closed. Which one is that? Oh, sorry, the one I just said is already closed. So many people already got on there. You got to you got to jump in fast. Um, we have these two are still open. We have the um, this one is the Macho Man Legacy Belt, the WCW United States Belt, and the Brock Lesnar Signature Series Belt. So all three of those title belts are going to be given away in the straight rumbling contest. So you just jump up here. Uh, straight rumbling, boom, $1 entry. You can do as many entries as you want to get better chances. Hell, even if you put in 100 entries, you'd still be saving money. These signature title belts are like three, $400, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then we have the mini mayhem title belt giveaway. Same kind of thing. You jump up here, you put a dollar in or however many you want to put in, and that's the mini mayhem title um, giveaway. That's going to be uh, the Winged Eagle collection, the Smoking Skull Brahma belt, Brahma Bull Belt and Edge Spinner Mini Belts and the NWA, NWO Old School Intercontinental Title and Million Dollar Mini Belts. So all of these are the mini title belts here at the bottom. And these things are pretty badass. They're like, they're still a pretty good size. You know, it's weird on what I'm doing right now. They're still a pretty good size. And um, and they display really well and they don't take up nearly as much room. Um, the, obviously the full size belts are badass, but... Um, you can display a lot more of the smaller ones and they still look really cool on a, on a display. So, or like your office or something like a, like a home office or something. Um, so I'm going to stop sharing my screen now. All right. And, um, yeah, let's do some Royal rumble predictions. So I'm going to start off. We got Alexa bliss and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is, um, defending her WWE Raw Women's Championship on Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, I watched Bianca. She won a match. I can't remember against two, but um, 
was it maybe Sonia Deville or something? But she she won with her. I don't know if she calls her move, but it's impressive. I th- I like Bianca Belair a lot. I just don't watch hardly any WWE anymore. Uh, pretty much just the uh, just the premium live events, and occasionally I watch something like Raw Thirty, which I did last night. Um, whatever she calls that move, it's like the the Blue Thunder bomb, or not the Blue Thunder. The uh, it's like the um, it's like the Falcon. Oh, geez, why am I blanking on the name of the move? It's like a. Uh, why am I blanking on the move? The 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 the, the upside down torture rack. Um, I don't know how I'm blanking on the name of this move. It's like that, but she turns it like into like a like a face buster. Um, burning hammer. That's the name of the move. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. It's like a burning hammer, but into like a, like into like a face buster. Um, and then I saw also Bianca Belair is, or uh, Alexa Bliss is still, there's something about her and Bray Wyatt still, I guess they're still teasing that being a thing in the story. The Bray Wyatt stuff, I just, I just couldn't care less about. It's just, it's just lame to me, but if I was eight, it would probably be awesome. So like, there's that. I just, in my 30s so it's just not just is what it is but like the undertaker thing was actually kind of cool i know a lot of people don't like the undertaker anymore for a lot of different reasons but like seeing him come out to the american badass song and coming out the motorcycle that was kind of cool that was that definitely hit me in the nostalgia nostalgia feels you know and whenever he whispered in bray wyatt's ear that's at least interesting given their history and stuff uh bray definitely should have beat him at wrestlemania that year um, they, they messed that up so bad. Like at WrestleMania 30, I was there live at that one in New Orleans. At WrestleMania 30, Bray Wyatt should have definitely beat John Cena. And if they weren't going to do, if they weren't going to, if they were going to go the route that they were going with everything, it should have been Bray beating, um, beating the streak against Undertaker. Like it should have been him instead of Brock, if that's what they were going to do. Because by the time they did Undertaker versus <clears throat> Bray Wyatt the next year at Mania, Undertaker just lost, you know, the, the, uh, so much of what made the whole idea of that special was out the window and then Undertaker won anyways. So, uh, so yeah, um, that just is what it is. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, Undertaker's going to wrestle again, by the way, like it'll definitely happen. I've been saying that since he retired, like that guy's going to, you don't, at Saudi Arabia money, they're going to be throwing at him. Um, so yeah, let's see. Reading the chat a little bit. Dial F for film. Um, I'm the biggest Bray Wyatt fan here. However, his match with LA Knight doesn't go over well. He's got to get momentum going. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> it's a Mountain Dew pitch black match. I might as well just talk about it now. By the way, I'm taking Bianca Belair to retain over Alexa Bliss. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the uh, dude L.A. Knight annoys the hell out of me. I don't, I don't get it. Listen, if you're a fan of that guy, that's fine. All right, I'm not here judging anybody. You can like whoever you like in wrestling. I always had fans for a long time. I remember him as Eli, uh, Eli Drake. All his names are like meshing together. I want to call him Eli Knight, but now it's LA Knight and he had a different name for a minute, like Max Dupree or something, right? Um, 
this dude annoys the hell out of me. And I get, I, I think that's the point. But even when he was a baby face, I never really got it. He seems, he seems very generic to me in so many ways. And it's like every, every few words, yeah, or like whatever, whatever that is, yeah. However he says it, he just says, yeah, he blurts, yeah, after everything. I'm just like, this guy is so, and it isn't like the kind of annoying where it's, it's like X-Pac heat for me, which isn't it fair, by the way. Sean Waltman doesn't deserve that. They're, Sean Waltman actually rules. Um, but, dude, this LA, I, I don't, and then you, you couple that in with the weird, lame Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy stuff. And there's people that are like, really excited about the potential that that Bo Dallas might be Uncle Howdy. Like, how could people be excited about that? If that's what it is, like, if that's best case scenario, then what? You know what I mean? Like, now it's just, okay, Bo Dallas is back. That worked so well the first time he was there for a decade. You know, I've heard people that are like, oh, Oh, wait, hold on a second. Curtis Axel hasn't been seen in a long time. What if the B team is behind all of this? Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that sounds awesome. Listen, I like Curtis Axel as much as the next guy. He didn't he didn't get a fair shake probably in the WWE like he should have. Um, obviously, I'm a big Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning fan. But uh, and, and like Bo Dallas, listen, the, the Bo Leave stuff I thought was actually really good. Um, he had a lot of potential when he was uh, the NXT champion. Good looking kid. Um, but now it's like he's just like some guy. Like, you know, he neither of these guys went out and had any kind of indie run. Not that they necessarily have to, but like they've just been totally out of sight, out of mind. And if and I, all these people are like, have you seen the cross, the cross earring that uh, that Uncle Howdy's wearing in this promo is the same cross earring that Bo Dallas is wearing in this photo here. It's like, okay, he's wearing the same gloves. It's like, okay, you know, they're brothers. Okay. Your dad's IRS. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's not that cool. I'm sorry. It's just not that cool. Like I, I get like the, the concept of them working together as brothers. It, this would have been much different years ago. I'd probably have been pretty hyped for it, but that's best case scenario is a is Bo Dallas who the audience really just knows as like a perennial jobber really on their television. If he's behind all this, you know, and then I have no faith that it will go anywhere that makes any sense because as we've come to realize with Bray Wyatt and anything that has to do with the fiend or anything like that really ever since he stopped being like the backwoods cult leader, Bray, like the Louisiana, you know, wearing the Hawaiian, uh, uh, you know, Hawaiian shirts or whatever and all that the straw hat or whatever, like ever since that's been done, ever since he became like the second coming of the undertaker wannabe, none of this stuff ever goes anywhere. He just rambles about the same stuff over and over and over again. Then it's like some weird story that seems kind of interesting initially. And then it just gets weirder and weirder and more convoluted and convoluted. And then he's off television forever. He gets beat. Even if he wins some of these matches, like I understand because you, you don't want to put the title on him. That's a whole nother problem with Bray Wyatt is like, 
putting the title on him is a is a black hole of issues. It isn't because he, because he isn't a good performer. It's because it it it's in my opinion it screws with the whole concept of their championship if he's if he's the champion uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, once again, it's not like he's like the worst guy on the roster. He really isn't. I, I'm not into the gimmick and all the spooky stuff. It's just lame to me. But like him as a performer, I'm not saying he's a bad performer. Him in the ring, I'm not saying he's bad in the ring. Um, and he's obviously very over with like a large portion of the audience. I totally recognize that. Um, but um, but you know what I mean. It's just it's just one of those things where I just I just feel like when you put the title on him, you're booking yourself into a really tough corner because if you're if you're his opponent, you have to make him look strong, but like to become, to get to his level, like you have to kind of, you got to build yourself up to being credible to fight this guy, Bray Wyatt, who's so unstoppable. And then either he's going to beat you and kill all your momentum. Like guys like Seth Rollins and stuff had to deal with, um, or you beat him and it totally kills the whole, the whole character of the, of Bray Wyatt, like him losing kills it like every time. So like, you're just always, so you add the world title to that. It's just, it's a bad idea. You wind up with people like Goldberg taking it off of them. You know what I mean? Um, Swamp Bray ruled. Like I'll definitely, I'm with that. Um, um, anyway, P Mountain Dew pitch black match just sounds very PG. I mean, it's sponsored by Mountain Dew, which, I mean, whatever. Would have been a lot more edgy if they would have got sponsored by Surge. So I'll keep it real. If this was a Surge pitch black match, then I might be kind of hype right now. But, you know, I'm going to take Bray Wyatt, by the way. Uh, after that, we have Roman Reigns defending the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Kevin Owens. I really enjoyed the Bloodline segment last night that opened up Raw 30. thought that was really good. Um, when Solo was about to give him the Umaga Samoan spike um, and, and Jay saved him, it's just a lot of layers to the story that make it really interesting with Jay being the guy who didn't like him for so long, didn't want him to accept him in. Now he's the one saving him. Um, I, uh, you know, it, it's a... Uh, it's made for for a very compelling story. And, you know, the big payoff at this point, a lot of people want to see Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns for the title. And I get that. Um, I'm definitely not straying away from my obvious answer for the Royal Rumble. And we're going to get to that here in a second. But, you know... Part of me doesn't want this bloodline thing to end, but part of me is like, how long can you stretch it? And also the best time to pay it off would be at WrestleMania. So you got to get there pretty fast. But I'm I'm very compelled by the whole thing. It's a really good, it's a really, really good story. And Roman Reigns is, is everyone involved is is really great. And Paul Heyman, his whole uh argument as to why they needed to boot Sammy out and all that was great. I mean, Paul Heyman's been so People don't realize, uh, a lot of people don't realize, Paul Heyman, what he does just in the background during all this stuff is so brilliant because you can tell so much about, like, just his facial expressions every time something happens, not just with this segment, every Bloodline segment that I've seen on any of these shows for the last few months. I, I'm always looking in the background to see how Paul Heyman's reacting to stuff. Um, 
that said, you know, listen, I love Kevin Owens. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, has been for a long time. Uh, Roman Reigns cannot lose here. He's got to carry that Universal Championship into WrestleMania and uh, lose it to the winner of the Royal Rumble this year, um, which we're going to talk about. Um, actually, we're going to talk about it right now because there's a lot more uh, mystery to me with the Women's Royal Rumble because my winner for the Men's Royal Rumble match is the Roller Coaster. The American Nightmare. There is more than one royal family, Cody Rhodes. Um, in my mind, there's no way he loses this match. I feel like The Rock's out at this point. Uh, even if he was in, I would still say Cody should win. But uh, I get there's a story there that you that you really want to tell between The Rock and Roman Reigns. Trust me, I understand it. But I don't want anything getting in the way of this Cody thing. The Sammy thing's a little, that is a little, um, it's, it's something to look out for. Uh, I'm not going to call it that it's like the Danielson thing, uh, the WrestleMania 30 Danielson, you know, Batista type situation. I'm not going to call it that because we're definitely not at that point because I think the fans are going to be really, really, really behind Cody. Um, but listen, it's a predictable thing to do. They're running the Cody uh, return vignettes. The videos have been fantastic in my opinion. The story writes itself, uh, all of this with his return from AEW and him being the son of Dusty and the Rhodes family never holding this title belt and Cody never being. He was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, not forget that, but uh, to be the WWE World Champion is a completely different thing. And it's a stamp of validation for him and his family and a big reason for him leaving the company he started, their main competition, All Elite Wrestling, and coming back to WWE. A lot of it is centered around this story playing out, in my opinion. Um, and I feel like you just can't listen. And I think honestly, the way things worked out and, and once again, like they, they, they're telling you he's going to be there ahead of time because it was pretty obvious, but sometimes the predictable thing is just the right thing to do. A lot of the time, actually, the, the predictable thing is just the right thing to do in wrestling. Um, don't overthink this. This is, a this is an opportunity to do something really cool. And uh, he's, he's the, he just feels like the right guy. And the, the way that this worked out, once again, was really almost a blessing in disguise because you're going to have the footage forever of Cody removing the jacket, his pec being, you know, blue, uh, you know, all the way down like his arm and, and chest and shoulder and, uh, and him wrestling that match with Seth. And basically, in a nutshell, pretty much, Cody returned to WWE for all intents and purposes, basically came back, beat Seth Rollins three times. That Hell in a Cell match was epic with that injury. Uh, he proved to the WWE that he will do anything it takes to be their guy. He saved that pay-per-view, by the way. That was an ass pay-per-view on card, that Hell in a Cell show. And that was completely reliant on Cody being in that main event for that show to matter at all. And he knew that. And he saved that show. And then we didn't have to like deal with any bs really um because he was just gone rehabbing and that might be a good thing honestly because it didn't give the fans any time to like like turn on him especially because they they flipped so much on seth because they, they love seth so much now that might have been a problem also what do you do is it just him killing time infused with like the miz you know what i mean um and stuff like that which is kind of an a kind of a uh a concern of mine, if and when he becomes the champion, is like, who does he wrestle? 
I know you can run it back with Seth and there's some other guys. Um, maybe they'll elevate, you know, some people from NXT between now and then um, that could be interesting. Um, you know, sign some other people as well. It looks like they're, they're scouting the Indies and other promotions right now to WWE, but um, you're gonna have to have some, some challengers for him, especially if Roman's going to take time off, which I expect him to, if he loses the title soon. So, uh, so yeah, you kind of, it's kind of good. Cause it's just like, Cody came in, did his thing, beat Seth over and over, solidified himself as as a top threat to the title, disappears in rehabs, comes back, wins the Royal Rumble. Once again, the story writes itself about him becoming the champion. And you have the whole other story on the other side of Roman Reigns, who hasn't been pinned in like three years or whatever it's been, and has had the title for over two of those years. And someone's eventually got to beat him and get this rub. And Cody's absolutely the best person for that. Uh, John Cena's not around anymore, full-time, obviously, or hardly ever. Roman Reigns might not be around really at all or, or as often going forward. Um, you obviously can't always rely on, you know, a Rock making an appearance or a Steve Austin or a, you know, even Brock Lesnar is not there hardly at all. Um, you know, Guys like Randy Orton aren't going to be there at all anymore or much longer or as often. Uh, you know, it's just, you got to have, a, you need a new face to your company. And I get that Cody is, uh, he's two years older than me. So he's probably like 36. I get that he's not the youngest guy, but if he can say, and I also know he's coming off of a major injury. I get that. But like, if he can stay relatively healthy for the next like five years plus, I think you can really hold them over as like their, their face of their company. There's a lot of similarities between himself and John Cena in a lot, in a lot of ways, like Cody's, you know, I, I could see hustle, loyalty, respect for John Cena, the whole, um, uh, never give up uh, John Cena stuff that to me, that's do the work for Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? Um, that, you know, Cody is a guy who obviously has experience helping run AEW. He does, he has experience doing talk shows and, and reality television shows and competition shows and a whole bunch of stuff on television. He's got a lot of connections, obviously comes across well on television. That's one of those things where like, he just made, he checks every box you really need, you know, as far as who can be the face of your company until you figure out who's going to be next. You can tell there's going to be, you know, like Braun Breaker is a guy they clearly have a lot of plans for. And maybe there's going to be some indie guys. I think they have pretty, it seems like they have big plans for Grayson Waller. I could see him going pretty far in their system, honestly. Um, and they have some, they have some kind of diamonds in the rough there that are waiting to break out. And I, I watch NXT level up every week because I uh, review it for the weekend or over, over on Fightful Select. And uh, there's, there's a lot of talent that goes through there on the women's side too. Like I think Ivy Nile could be a massive star for the WWE. I've been saying that for a minute. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good talent that really hasn't broken out yet that I, f I feel like really could. So, um, but that's, that's all to say Cody, I think for sure should win the Royal rumble. I'm obviously very biased, but it, it that's, it just makes the most sense. I think Cody wins the Royal rumble goes on to WrestleMania beats Roman reigns for the title. Um, and then Roman takes some time off new champion, new landscape for the WWE just, change it up and, and, and give Cody a real validate his reasonings for leaving AEW. And you know what I mean? Like, so um, that all said women's Royal Rumble match. This one is way less predictable for me. 
and once again, I don't watch the show really like hardly ever. So I don't know storyline wise, what makes the most sense, but what is kind of glaring to me is the raw women's champion is Bianca Belair, who I think is fantastic. The SmackDown women's champion is Charlotte Flair, who I think is fantastic as well. Um, Charlotte's honestly getting kind of, a lot of people disagree probably, but I Charlotte to me is like goat category for women's wrestlers in WWE history. Um, to me, she's better than like Trish Stratus ever was. And Alita was different, you know, um, but you know, I really can't think of many, like Charlotte's probably the goat woman in WWE history, or at least like to me, that's how it feels. Um, so two great champions and, and Bianca, once again, I think is like absolutely killing it. They have a real top star in her, which like the more of those you can get the better, obviously. Right. Like Bianca went from like kind of under the radar on NXT was never the NXT women's champion to my knowledge. And got really over on the main roster and is really, really, really good in the ring. And they took a chance on her and, and went with her and she has solidified herself as on that same level. And so you have a legitimate main eventer like for life out of her, as long as they don't massively screw it up somehow. So that all said, the glaring thing to me is like, okay, Ronda, there's Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey recently lost that title to Charlotte. Um, maybe they're running that back at WrestleMania. I don't know. But the glaring thing to me is Becky. What's Becky doing? I So I, I just have to like default to Becky isn't the champion, but she's active and she's wrestling. So I'm just going to default to think that Becky Lynch is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, people in the chat are saying Rhea Ripley. I could definitely see that. She, she's clearly been getting pushed. I saw she, she wrestled to Zawa recently, right? Which is um, interesting. WWE doing some uh, some intergender wrestling. So uh, good on them for giving that a shot. Um, obviously, Rhea is very credible. Uh, you know, she looks like she can kick some ass, and obviously, she she obviously can, um, and she's very over as well. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my Royal Rumble predictions. Make sure to go to WrestleRumble.com and get your predictions in. Win yourself a thousand dollars, and also enter the giveaways for all the title belts. And I will give away a WrestleRumble entry before we end the show, which will be just in uh, just a few more minutes. Uh, not going to go too much longer here. Um, I'll, I'll talk about really quickly uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And by the way, if you have any super chats, I'll definitely address those before we get out of here. I'll put it on the screen. I'll read out, uh, I'll read it out or answer your question, whatever you got. And thank you, by the way, to everyone who's been on here tonight uh, without having Doug, it's been good having y'all still uh, in here with me, uh, you know, being interactive. And uh, I really appreciate that. Um, so Stone Cold Steve Austin, they're saying that he's going to be coming back or at least he's been offered um, to return. I saw a video of him just a couple months ago, I want to say, and he was looking shredded in the gym and he was looking good, pumping iron. Most like he was in way better shape than even he was last year at WrestleMania. So I think it's very likely that Stone Cold's going to wrestle again at WrestleMania this year and maybe even make it like a, an annual thing where he just wrestles once a year at Mania. He just gets into good WrestleMania shape and just has dream matches or something big. Um, preferably, I'd like to see Stone Cold Steve Austin versus John Cena. I think that's, you know, it's just an, an absolute dream match. Uh, when you think of WWE history and the guys, like the hand-chosen top guys in WWE, um, going back to Hulk Hogan, you know, you have Hulk Hogan, obviously, 
um, throughout the late 80s, early 90s. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin, like mid 90s to early 2000s. Uh, you have John Cena from like early 2000s to the 2010s. And then you have Roman Reigns from like 2013, 15, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Shield was like 2013, I want to say, but it really broke out on his own a couple of years later uh, through present day. Um, and so like Cena and Steve Austin being amongst those two, right? Um, and they've never wrestled each other. Um, another good one that I think would, you know, that has been rumored would be Brock Lesnar versus Steve Austin. And obviously there's a history there with Austin walking out in the WWE all those years ago when they wanted to have him lose on raw and like an unadvertised uh, Royal rumble or a uh, uh, King of the ring, rather qualifying match. The whole took his ball and went home thing. Um, so, uh, so I'd, I'd like to see that match because we never got to see, you know, we never got to see it. I'd be fine with that. I don't need to see Roman Reigns versus Steve Austin. Just something that makes sense. <clears throat> Maybe after Roman loses the title, I'd be okay with that. But I don't want to see Roman Reigns how he is right now with the championship on the run that he's on. Uh, have to defend the title against Steve Austin, especially if he's going to lose. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect he would lose, but, um, you know, maybe once again, maybe a year from now, like WrestleMania next year, uh, Roman Reigns without the title versus Steve Austin in like a big dream match. I'd be fine with something like that. Uh, but that'd be kind of my my main, the main ones for me, I think would be Steve Austin versus John Cena would be the number one one for me. Number two would be um, Steve Austin versus uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm also still interested in Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan just because we never got it, but like I don't see Hogan getting back in there. So um, I missed him on Raw last night, by the way. I turned it on a little late. I, I guess I completely missed uh, the Hulkster out there. So who knows how that went? I uh, A lot of layers to that one. Um, Caesar asks what legend uh do i think will make a surprise royal rumble appearance um that's a great question hopefully we get some good ones i saw that the women's royal rumble only had like maybe hat not even half of the people were announced so far um and the men's i think maybe around half a little bit more so they're leaving it open it seems like to some surprises it's also the first one where triple h is in charge so hope you know hopefully yeah, I think I think he wants to uh, do stuff like that. It's just a matter of who's going to be available and who they can get. Um, I saw the Steiner brothers just signed Legends contracts with WWE. That'd be badass to see the Steiner Bros in there. Um, trying to think. I mean, there's so many options, right? Um, I'm trying to think of people we don't see often because there's always like. You know, the hurricane or like uh, uh the godfather or whatever you know there's there's certain guys who kind of seem to pop up every you know few years um on the women's side you know obviously there's like lita and trish and uh you know i love jackie moore jackie was like one of my favorites ever um but i'm trying to think because like, like we've seen i think we've seen most of the women up to this point and like most of the you know in the women's Royal Rumbles, they've done a pretty good job of bringing back like any woman that I think I could really think of that, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm trying to think of like people that are, that would be new to it that, that haven't done that. I really don't, I really don't know. Um, but there's obviously there's a lot of options on the men's side. 
Um, I'm also trying to think if there's anyone from outside the company that would be. <laughs> there's always a forbidden door possibility. We did see Nakamura over there wrestling uh, in Japan recently. We saw Carl Anderson on New Japan recently. That'd be pretty wild if, like, someone, I don't know. I'm not going to say, like, Okada shows up because I feel like it'd be, like, just too massive of a deal to just have him pop up at the Royal Rumble. Like, I feel like that had to be, like, way more advertised for something big. But maybe someone big from New Japan shows up as, like, a part of an exchange for them giving them Carl Anderson, something like that. That'd be pretty badass. Um I'm also trying to think of who like the, the WWE audience would really pop for that they would like really know big time from over there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Osprey is an obvious one, but like I don't really see that happening. Um, Jay White, I could see potentially, but I, but yeah, Jay, Jay White. Um, Jay White is a free agent, to my knowledge, or at least it, that was report. It was reported that he was uh, really recently. Um, do I think a, a women legend should win the Rumble? I don't know. I mean, it really depends on, on where they want to go and what stories they want to do with Mania. You know, like I, I guess, like, I guess I was assuming they were going to do Becky and Ronda, but they wouldn't do that without the title on the line. I don't think, and neither has the title. I don't see either winning the title before WrestleMania. I guess it's possible. I don't know. Uh, I could see maybe Mickey, Mickey James doing the Royal Rumble again. That'd be pretty funny. Cause like she was the impact women's champion, the knockout champion um, at last year's Royal Rumble. And they, you know, announced her as that. And she's the knockout champion again now. She just beat Jordan Grace for the title um, at, at, at just a few weeks ago. And uh, that'd be funny because she'd be coming out as the Impact Knockout Champion at the Royal Rumble, you know, a year later. And most of the WWE audience would probably just think she never lost the title. You know what I mean? They would just think she's just been the champion this whole time. Um, so, yeah, maybe something like that. Um, all right. I'm going to talk a little UFC before we get out of here. And then I'm going to give away a free Russell Rumble entry for the Royal Rumble pick'em contest. I uh, just wanted to throw this out there. UFC 283, pretty damn good show. Um, Johnny Walker in the opening fight, I just absolutely destroyed Paul Craig. I'm a big fan of Paul Craig, the bear Jew, but I'm um, terrible um strategy in that fight just grabbed walker's leg and just let him just tee off on him pretty much with his hammer fist until he was out uh big win for jessica andrage looked like a killer in there um she's always a problem former champion but she's always a problem in every weight class she's in um gilbert burns with a dominant win over neil magny neil magny has fought everybody it feels like he's been around forever um he's a real veteran he's a tough out and gilbert burns just walked right through him um burns is really right there on that level of like you have, um, you know, you have Edwards, Usman, Colby, you know, those dudes. And then you have Burns is like right there, like right, right there with those guys right underneath. Um, but yeah, huge win for Burns won by a submission with an arm triangle. Um, I'll get to the co-main and the main in a second. Earlier in the show, 
Uh, Mauricio Shogun, who uh, retired, uh, absolute legend, a guy I used to watch back when he was in Pride. Uh, I remember him winning, I think it was the 2005 Open Weight Grand Prix. And man, just just the end of an era because Lover Teixeira also retired, who I'm going to talk about in a second. But um, they also aired a video package announcing that Jose Aldo is going to the WWE, the UFC Hall of Fame. So uh, I just, you know, it's just weird when so many people that you grew up watching for so long are all retiring. And the, the funny thing with Jose Aldo is he's my age, which is just insane. He's like 34. Um, but he was in front of us you know, uh, fighting from the time he was like 18 or whatever, you know, had a long career, but is still a relatively young guy, which is wild. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, the the other big stuff, but once, once again, uh, Shogun, you know, shout out to Shogun, hell of a career. One of the best lightweight, sorry, light heavyweights in, uh, in MMA history. And there was a time back in the day where, um, you know, the message boards you used, you used to have to go on or the rankings for like Sure Dog and MMA Weekly and stuff like that. You'd have to go on and that was really the only way of connecting or getting thoughts from other fans all across the world, really. And uh, I'll never forget the days of going on the rankings and it would be like number one featherweight, Jose Aldo. And then you'd look over and it'd be like, the the rankings for light heavyweight and it'd be like shogun had just won the the grand prix but he wasn't the he he won the grand prix but he wasn't the the pride at the time they called it middleweight middleweight was technically light heavyweight 205 it's going to be confusing i try to explain all that but the 205 champion um he won the their grand prix but he wasn't their their title holder but he was still viewed as the best so and also Vanderlei Silva was his training partner and they wouldn't fight each other. And Vanderlei was the champion for the majority of Shogun's run there. So like, I still remember those days where you'd go on these boards and people would have all the rankings and it'd be like Shogun Hua, number one from Pride. Number two would be Chuck Liddell from the UFC. Number three would be Vanderlei Silva from Pride. You know, then you'd have guys like, you know, Rashad Evans, uh, Forrest Griffin, um, just man, what a what a time! Rampage Jackson. Um, just, I remember at that time, like Keith Jardine was on a run. Houston Alexander, like those kind of guys. You know what I mean? Just what a what a completely different time. It feels like a lifetime ago. It really, kind of was. This was like twenty years ago, so fifteen to twenty years ago. The stuff I'm talking about, which is mind blowing to me. Um, the co-main event of the show, we had Brandon Marino becoming the undisputed flyweight champion in the world once again by defeating Divas and Figueredo, uh, got the win by Dr. Stoppage, uh, basically uh, hit him. He was, he was piecing him up. It was a good fight for when it lasted, but Marina, Marina looked really good. And he, uh, he hit, uh, to my knowledge, it was clean. It looked like he hit uh, Figgy with a, with a knuckle to the eye, which is totally legal. And that, uh, it swelled his eye up to the point where he couldn't see out of it. And in between rounds, the referee or the, uh, the doctor called the fight. So Marino, this was the fourth time they fought each other. So Marino is now, uh, he, he's won fight number four between the two. If I remember correctly, um, I believe Figueredo won fight one by decision. Marino won fight. Was it Marino won fight two by rear naked choke? Fight three was a draw. In fight, there was a draw in there, wasn't there? 
I'm gonna have to look now. Let me uh it was like a draw and then one win each. Um okay, their first fight. Their first fight was a draw. The second fight, Figueredo uh or uh Marino won by re naked choke. The third fight, Figueredo won by a decision, and now the fourth fight, Marino won by TKO. But uh, referee stoppage, doctor stoppage. So um so yeah. Um and then the and I like Marino. I like both guys a lot, but Marino is a very likable guy. He goes and like plays with Legos. You know, other people are out there partying and he's like nerding out with his new Legos Star Wars set or whatever. I'm um, speaking of, I'll do some action figure purchases before we get out of here. Um, for the Wrestle Rumble entry picks or uh we giveaway. Um, and then the main event of the show, we had Jamal Hill over Glover Teixeira. Uh, to become the new undisputed light heavyweight champion. Um, Jamal Hill just beat the living hell out of Glover Teixeira. Massive shout out to Glover. Just the chin on that dude and the wars and his age. And just, you know, he retired after the fight. What a hell of a career. Um, I love that he was able to win the championship before he retired. Um, you know, decisively defeating Jan Blachowicz by uh, submission to win that title. I mean, just badass. Um, I remember him getting a shot against John Jones years ago when he was training with, um, uh, he was training with Chuck Waddell back in the day. And he, there was like a lot of hype about Glover Teixeira before he even got into the UFC, I remember. And he wound up fighting John Jones for the title and losing. And it took him a long time to climb his way back up um, because a lot of wins, a lot of losses along the way. Um, but, to his credit, he fought him the whole time. Even at the end of the fight, Glover was landing strong punches on Jamal. He never really had Jamal in trouble, but he was landing. I mean, he was landing shots that would have absolutely knocked my head off. You know what I mean? Like, and there are fighters out there. You catch someone like the like that, the way he was hitting him, even at the end of that fight, Glover was still out there fighting and giving his all and still making it competitive to a degree, even though he was getting beat down bad. At one point in the fight, Jamal Hill had him mounted pretty much mounted he had like his chest yeah like a like his knee on his chest and he was just punching him in the face unprotected and the referee almost jumped in multiple times but kudos to the ref who you know they know going into it is glover it's probably his last fight they know this guy's heart they know this guy's chin they know he's a veteran i think they gave him the benefit of the doubt um i would have been fine with him stopping it earlier too from the perspective of like damage and i don't want him getting hurt you know what i mean but at the same time, I'm glad they didn't stop it because he was still fighting at the end of the fight. He was still throwing heavy shots to the best of his ability and defending himself. So Jamal Hill, animal, absolute animal. I'm very interested in him versus Yuri Prochaska because that looks like that. I mean, that's got to be the next fight unless it's going to be longer for Yuri. But um, Jamal Hill is a killer, man. And uh, huge props, huge shout out to that guy. Really, really, really feel good story um if you if you listen to like any of his interviews with hawaii and stuff where he came from and uh you know where he's at now it's 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 pretty powerful and it's really cool um and he's definitely earned it i mean what a what a badass uh what a what a i mean what an absolute badass jamal hill is just he's killing it he's absolutely killing it um all right let's uh some quick, just because I know y'all like the uh, the action figures here on the show. No, Doug, but I'm going to show y'all what I got real quick. Um, I've been gambling a lot recently on NBA, so I got me a couple of my favorite players. 
got a little Joel Embiid Funko Pop figure. Got another one of my favorite players, LaMelo Ball, right there. Little Funko Pop. Or not Funko Pop, whatever they call them. Funko Legends or whatever. Got me the Nick Jackson limited edition GameStop exclusive Street Fighter AW figure. I already had the Kenny Omega and I needed to complete the trio. So I also have the Matt Jackson, same thing. So happy to have those. And the last thing I have your 2023 men's Royal Rumble winner right here. His first action figure since returning to the WWE, his basic figure got the Cody Rhodes American Nightmare WWE basic in the house, ready to go just in time for the Royal Rumble and this WrestleMania run. All right, y'all. I'm going to give away a Wrestle Rumble entry right now. Um, the way this is going to work is going to be very simple. I'm going to be looking at the chat for the next minute or so, just hanging out here. Uh, just if you type the word Wrestle Rumble, I'm going to write your name or uh, type your name down in a little notepad here on my screen. I'm going to pick a random name off of it, and they are going to get a free entry to the Wrestle Rumble Pick'em Contest. I'll actually put it back up on the screen while I'm reading. So all you got to do is just type the word Wrestle Rumble. One word, two words, doesn't matter. Wrestle Rumble. You can also type WR if you want. Um, Wrestle Rumble or WR. You guys got I'll, I'll give you all like two minutes because then there's a little bit of a delay. Um, and... I'll share my screen here so y'all can see. There you go. All right. Got dial F for film. Got ouch. Got turbo chubs. And all I'll need from the winner, by the way, is I'll just need to get your uh, your email address, or just have you DM me on Twitter. It'll be it'll be easy to get you the uh, the the entry. Um, we got dial up for film. We got ouch. We got turbo chubs. We got Vincent Valentine. Who else we got? I'll give you all another uh, another minute or so here. Who wants a chance to win a free entry to potentially win $1,000 over at WrestleRumble.com, .com, .com, .com. That would be a good time to plug. Um, uh, thank you, Caesar. Not plug Caesar. Huh? Um, thank you, Caesar. I've got Caesar's name in there now, too. Um, I'll, uh, I'll plug a couple of things here while I'm, oh, I'm letting a couple more of these Russell rumble comments filter in. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Make sure to watch the spotlight every Thursday morning, 9 30 AM Eastern time, youtube.com slash fightful this Thursday. Me and Jeremy are going to talk to the whole world of professional wrestling, a whole bunch of good stuff to talk about. And I will, um, we'll also be airing the interview we recorded earlier tonight with John Mosley, who is the promoter behind KOBK and also 
one of the commentators for GCW and a whole bunch of other indie promotions. And he's a good buddy of mine from the time I lived in Nashville for like 10 years. He's a good buddy of mine through the wrestling scene. Um, please hit the like button here on this video. Please subscribe to this channel, the RVD Tito for Life channel. Uh, please wish Doug uh well you know they hope he gets better couldn't make the show tonight but i'm glad i still was able to come out here and hang out with y'all and uh, i really appreciate y'all for being in the chat and for um you know helping out and being active uh and you know help me get through this show today by myself i'm going to close this and i'm going to give y'all a winner for this wrestle rumble free entry Vincent Valentine, you popped up on my screen. I had a little thing up here. Vincent Valentine, you are getting a free entry for the Wrestle Rumble Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest. Um, do you, if you're in here, let me know. Do you follow me on Twitter? Because if you do, um, I can direct message you. If not, um, I don't know if you want to. You probably shouldn't give me your email address in the in the chat. Um, but I see a way of getting this entry out to you. But you won. Congratulations, Vincent. Let me know what your Twitter is. I'll hang out here for just a second to get that from you. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Vincent, I need, I need you, man. Oh, here we go. Whoops. There you go. People are congratulating him. Awesome. Um, um, yeah, you follow us on Twitter. Yeah, what's your um, or sorry, you follow us on Instagram. The Instagram, by the way, is uh, Live Rounds YT. If anyone wants to follow us over there, we just kind of put up some updates for the show and stuff over there. Um, but it's a uh, L I V E R O U N D S Y T Y T like YouTube Live Rounds YT. Um. I'm going to try to search you right now. <clears throat> Excuse me right now, Vincent. Um, I'm not very good at using uh, Instagram. I don't, uh, I don't know if that's you or not. I don't know how this, I'm so bad at this. Um, followers. Okay. I'm going to go to followers. I'm looking for Vince or actually I can type in. Oh yeah, there you are. Big V29. Sorry, I didn't mean to dox you there if it didn't want people knowing that. Um, I'm typing to you right now. Please send your email address for the Russell Rumble entry. All right, Vincent, I just, uh, I just DM'd you on there. All right, guys. Um, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, the plan is next next Tuesday, uh, normal show, myself and Doug, right here, same time, same place, RVD Tito for Life channel, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And um, once again, please hit the like button here on this video. Hit the thumbs up. Please subscribe to the channel, and please make sure to follow me on Twitter at fighttalk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I know I teased it earlier. Keep your eye out for news on interviews for the spotlight. We have some really big guests coming up and it should be a lot of fun for all the stuff we got coming up um, in the near future, whether it's here or on the Fightful platforms or anything else that I'm doing. Uh, thank you all once again so much for joining me for tonight's show. And um, yeah, I'll see you all 
right here next week. Um, I guess I got to retire the school Vikings thing until next season and the go Cowboys thing for Doug. That's probably the real reason Doug's not here. Uh, definitely not having a good time after his Cowboys got eliminated. And I know the feeling uh, being a Vikings fan. It's going to be a very interesting off season. So, uh, yeah, I'll just sign off and say same thing I say when I sign off for the weekender. Till next time, enjoy some professional wrestling. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.